episode of D-Listed the Podcast. I am Michael Kay. And I am also Allison. Did you forget your name? No. Did I say Allison? Because <laughs> oh, you said also Allison. So I'm like, did I say Allison? It's possible because my brain is mush. No, maybe. I was trying to be serious, like as if this was some kind of serious broadcast. And I think like to me, newscasters like, and I am also this person. I don't watch a lot of news. But I am also Allison. <laughs> and I am also Michael. Michael K. <laughs> uh, last week, our theme was girl fights mm-hmm. because we covered Chrissy Teigen versus Allison Roman and that um, something borrowed lady mm-hmm. versus Meghan Markle. So this week, there's uh, we have another theme. And the theme is love is dead because... We're covering two breakups. Uh, we're going to start with Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green, a.k.a. David Silver, a.k.a. the only dude from 90210 I didn't get wet in the tip over. What? Maybe later. No, he was like too young, too, uh, you know, it, Excuse- it, looked, it seemed like it took a while for his balls to drop. You know, it just... What? I mean, now you- I think he's totally hot. I was going to say, you'd pick... Ian Ziering over Brian Austin Green. Oh my God! It would. I mean, my ranking probably went Luke Perry, Ian Ziering, uh, Jason Priestley. That's it. That Michael. That's yucky. Ian Ziering is like a blonde Howie Mandel. Oh, he's not a blonde Howie Mandel. He's like he's like a douche, like a blonde douche. You know, the kind of leave his socks on during sex. You know, I thought that was hot back then. Yeah. I guess. I, I still know. think that's hot. I'm just shocked that he's outranking David Silver, but okay. He, you, David Silver is above Ian Ziering for you. Steve Sanders? Yes. He, Steve okay. Sanders is at the bottom. I would also go like um, Andrea Zuckerman above Steve Sanders. Okay, yeah. I'd probably go Andrea Zuckerman above David Silver. We're just learning so much about each other. You and know we are. we've only just begun. <laughs> so, Megan and Brian began dating in 2004 when they were both on that show, Hope and Faith, with that Faith Ford and show. Kelly Ripa. That show. I hated say, that show. I watched it. I loved it. I mean, you would. But I would. Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> so, Megan was 18 at the time and Brian was 30. Um, I know. They got engaged in 2006. They got married in 2010 in Hawaii. So they have three sons together. Together, Seven-year-old Noah Shannon, six-year-old Bodie Ransom, and three-year-old Journey River. I just wanted to say those kids' names. That's they're, they're perfect. The, yeah. So from what I know of them as parents, I like them as parents. Same. I think they're great. And the big reason is because they let their sons wear whatever they want. Like, they like to wear dresses. And one of them you know, wears princess dresses and she tells him to wear whatever he wants. And so even though kids make fun of him at school, he doesn't care and he still wears his princess dresses. My mom would never. Well, back then she didn't. Now she probably would. But because she's very woke now. But back then she was half woke. Yeah. So she, she would probably never let me wear a princess dress. Outside of the house. Out, out, in, outside of the house. Pro- well, probably because I get my ass kicked. Back then, so she was protecting me. And I remember one time I dressed for dra- uh, dressed in drag for Halloween. Mm-hmm. This was like in grade school. I don't know, maybe third grade. I don't remember. And I don't remember what I was. But one of the older boys was like, Michael, it's Halloween. You're supposed to be wearing a costume. Oh, 
I hate that, that burn. <laughs> That's such a tired burn, but it's so hot when it happens too. <laughs> well, I was I to me I looked hot, so that's a compliment. Yeah, thank exactly. you. <laughs> Plus, you know what? And it's better than what I got, which was Allison, it's Halloween. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. <laughs> and you, wait. <laughs> <laughs> or you know you know the one where it's whatever. You know where it's like or no, it's like the day after Halloween, they're like, Okay, it's November first, yeah, you can take the you mask can, off you now. You can take the mask off. God, kids are the worst. <laughs> they, they truly are. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Megan and Brian split up in 2015, and mm-hmm. she filed for divorce. But a few months later, they were back together, and she got pregnant with her youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us to last month when the paparazzi got pictures of Megan and Brian exchanging their kids, like in a parking lot or something somewhere. Very, and very, t- very divorced parents looking. Yeah, very. Um, oh, and the tabloid said that they were in quarantine in separate houses. And then over the weekend, Megan was spotted in a car with Machine Gun Kelly. So Machine Gun Kelly, he's an actor and he's a white rapper and he's built like one of those air dancers at car dealerships. Mm -hmm. He's like tall and skinny. In the past, he's dated Amber Rose and maybe Kate Beckinsale and Halsey. So Megan and Machine Gun... (laughs) We're shooting a movie together. That's a pun. Machine Gun was shooting a movie. Oh, it, it is. So they were shooting a movie together in March, but then coronavirus shut down production. But they've been hanging out together. And Us Weekly says that they started out as friends, but now they're fucking. And E! News said the same thing, that they're hooking up. So when pictures of Megan and Machine Gun came out, Brian posted a picture of a butterfly on a flower on Instagram and wrote the caption, eventually butterflies get bored sitting on a flower too, for too long. They start feeling smothered. It's a great big world and they want to experience it. It was very Hallmark. Well, to me, that's his way of saying like, his dick got stale, so the butterfly flew off to get new dick. I, that's basically what it means. Yeah, like I think some people like online thought it was kind of shady, like a little bit of like a snipe, if you will. But I don't know. To me, it seemed like nice. Like it seemed like he was like setting her free. Well, if you love something, let it go. You know that bullshit. Yeah. So Brian, he also has a podcast. And on this week's episode, he confirmed that he and Megan split up at the end of last year. He said that Megan shot a movie out of the country last year. And when she was gone, he had a dream about her coming back home and things being weird between them. And well, this dream came true because she came back home and things were weird between them. And he eventually asked her about it. And she said that when she was away, she was happier being alone (laughs) and um, felt more like herself. So she wants to try that. So they split up. He said that he's hurt, of course, but not upset with her and that the family that they built together is very special. He also said that he's never met Machine Gun Kelly, whose real name is Richard Colson Baker, but um, that Megan has only nice things to say about Machine Gun Kelly and Brian thinks they're just friends. Brian doesn't want anyone giving shit to Megan or Machine Gun Kelly because nobody cheated and there's nothing shady going on. He did say that emotions may come into play and their split could get messy, but he hopes it doesn't because he doesn't want to lose Megan as a friend. Oh, that's very nice. Also, this is very nice news for like every dude with a 12-year-old stack of FHM and Maxim magazines under their bed. They're like, Well, she's not. She, she's with... Um... 
Machine Gun Kelly right now. Yeah, but it's not yeah. going to last. No. It's they, really... Yeah, they know. They're like holding out hope. They're like holding on to that magazine with Megan Fox in her bronze underwear on the cover. They're like, you will be mine soon. <laughs> One Just let them dream. have it. Yeah, let them have it. <laughs> but like Megan got with Brian when she was 18. And she once said that she's only been with two men sexually. Her high school sweetheart or what, you know, her... Mm-hmm childhood sweetheart and uh brian so like she's in her 30s now and she's probably you know coochie is bored of the same dick Mm -hmm. so she wants to sample the dicks of the world which sadly led her to machine gun kelly i i know well it was either it's either that or g easy i would take g easy you know what though so would i g easy over g easy easy yeah easy (laughs) and especially like we're I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and she's out there with Machine Gun Kelly. And it's like, you don't only have to worry about coronavirus. Now you have to worry about catching God knows what from Machine Gun Kelly. But that's the thing. All of his God knows what is stronger than the coronavirus. So he is like a human. He's human PPE, <laughs> personal protective equipment. Like he is, he will. But then when anything. it eat, when it eats the coronavirus, you're left with whatever he gave you. I mean, that's the risk you got to take, baby. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it works. It means but what like, it means. So we're all assuming that like Megan is digmatized, right? By Machine sure, and Kelly. Is sure. that what you're assuming? I think so. And also I think because Megan, and I believe her when she says she's only been with two guys. I totally believe that. But like, I think that she, some people have, some people have like hoe years. Some people don't. And I think that Megan is. Or some people are just hoes. So yeah. every year is a hoe year. Yeah, every every holiday is a hoe holiday. But like, I think that like she maybe is like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to have a couple hoe years. And good for her. I mean, that's great. But you you've got to kiss a lot of frogs before you hoe it up with a prince. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like I, you know, I've haven't seen Machine Gun Kelly naked. Trust me, I googled it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've all seen. That one paparazzi picture, which is one of my favorites, and I post it over and over again on Delisted, of Megan and Brian eating outside, and she's grabbing his crotch, and his dick is like the size of a remote. <laughs> it's like, it's it was, I mean, it's amazing. And but, that's why um, you—that's why you should pick him over Steve Sanders. I mean, him now, yes. Back then, no. He was, yeah, no. Him now, definitely, yes, over Absolutely. Steve Sanders. No question. But there's one video of Machine Gun Kelly. He's getting blown during a performance, right? And there's oh, no. another video where a woman is like, she, I think she's pretending to blow him, but she's not. And then she starts twerking on his crotch, and they're like on the edge of the stage. And he bumps her off the stage that's, and into the audience. That's disrespectful. Well, what I'm saying is that Megan Fox is dating the reincarnation of Don Juan, pretty much. You know, yeah. she fell in love, you know, with the ro- most romantic man in the world, obviously. Yeah, she can't help it. It's He's like a human-sized bottle of Spanish fly. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on from what we can probably consider to be an amicable celebrity split. I love that word, amicable. Um, you say am- am- amicable? Amicable. I say it- amicable. You say uh, amicable, mm, cool. I say I amicable. I say amicable. I think you're right, though. I think it's amicable. Well, you know what? Anything goes on this podcast. I say, I mean, I mispronounce everything. 
anything. So, so but what I'm the point I'm trying to get at is this celebrity split is not an amicable one. So last week we learned that Mary Kate Olson, 33 year old Mary Kate Olson, um, had filed for divorce from her husband of five years, 50 year old Olivier Sarkozy, half brother of Nicholas Sarkozy. So um, the reason that we were finding out, though, that she had filed for divorce was she had actually filed for divorce in the middle of April. And well, she couldn't. No, she can't. She couldn't. Right. She was trying to file for a divorce. Right, right. It's like she like mailed it in the papers and they're like, we're not putting the stamp on it. I'm sorry. Like, it's coronavirus. Nobody's in the office. So she had to then file like an emergency petition saying, listen, you have to like accept my divorce um, filing because uh she's like i need you to recognize this that we're getting divorced right away right so the reason was she claimed olivier had um ended the lease on their apartment and he was allegedly kicking her out by may 18th so that was um on monday so mary kate was freaking out because obviously it's you know we're in coronavirus lockdown and like, where are you going to find a moving company? Uh, like, what can you do? You can't even go out and buy boxes, right? And so, well, like, when I say buy boxes, I mean, Michael, when you moved, did you ever go to, like, the liquor store and ask them for boxes? Is that a thing that you ever did? Oh, uh, no, you drive in, like, you drive in, like, the loading dock of grocery stores, and there's a bunch of boxes there, and you take them. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of the same thing. Like we do liquor liquor store boxes, you do grocery store boxes. So point is, Mary Kate Olson can't do that. Not that she well, anyway. what rich. she can do is pick up her phone and say, "Hello, assistant number two, get me boxes in ten minutes." Yeah, or she's like, assistant number two, go and stack everything on your back and walk it down the flights yeah. of stairs, and you're going to move it to Ashley's house, which is where apparently Mary Kate is staying right now. So the point is, Mary Kate was like, "I need to have you recognize my divorce right away because." I'm getting kicked out. I need to at least get, um, you know, uh, an extension till the end of the month so I can get my stuff together. She also needed the courts to recognize that she had filed for divorce to protect her prenuptial agreement. So she was kind of afraid that, you know, if Olivier is willing to kick her out with like five days notice, that he might also be the type of guy to, I don't know, let's say drain one of their bank accounts, right? Like, I'm not saying he would, but I'm just saying he could. Um, and she also okay. wanted to stay on his health insurance. So she was, again, she was kind of afraid that like all of a sudden she'd get kicked off his health insurance. So she was like, you have to recognize my But she's, finally. I mean, because I read that and I was like, uh, she could easily just get health insurance on her own. But maybe, you know, it's hard now. Or maybe she's like a pre-existing condition. Smoker's lung? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she, yeah, like who knows why or like eat look maybe olivier has a better health insurance plan who knows so with the prenup the reason she wanted to um, make sure that her prenup was enforced is because mary kate is worth half of 500 million dollars with her sister uh ashley olson and olivier sarkozy is worth about 60 million so um mary kate poor peasant i know it's disgusting her marrying such a pauper like that I know. Ooh, I just shuddered. So, so she like doesn't want you know his like disgusting little sixty million fingers trying to like take any change, get on her fortune. Spare change. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, a on Thursday, a judge denied her request, saying, "I'm sorry, ma'am, this is not an emergency and tough, tough titty, um, and you're gonna have to move out, I guess, on May 18th." So we, what I wanted to 
find out though is if she actually did have to move out on may 18th and i have been combing the internet for pictures of her moving out of her apartment and i cannot find any so (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well it's like it's new york so you would think that there would be like paparazzi waiting but maybe paparazzi are like fuck it i'm it's corona i'm staying inside my house it ain't worth it yeah we only got out of bed for ben affleck and enna darmus Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm not going to see Ben Affleck walking his dog, I'm sorry. I don't want to take a picture of Mary-Kate pretending to carry a box while her assistant carries the rest. But anyway, point is, I couldn't find any evidence of Mary-Kate having to move out on Monday. So maybe Olivier was kind and has decided to give her an extra week. Yeah. Um, or who knows, maybe the landlord just took over the keys on you know, May 18th and was like, oh my God, look at all the trash they left and put it in the dumpster. Yeah. And she's like, it's not my trash. It's my Suddenly the dumpster is like filled with furs. Yeah. (laughs) Furs, gold chains. Yeah. Black rhino purses. Bowls of which to hold cigarettes. One thing she asked for, Mm -hmm. like in the documents is continued use. So she asked for continued use of their home in the Hamptons. Yes. Their main apartment, which is in Gramercy, and then another apartment on East 49th Street. So it's like she's ask, she's kind of acting like she's going to be homeless when it's like she has all these houses. She wants all these houses. You know, she has all these options. Oh, so yeah. to me, I feel like, I mean, which sources and tabloids or whatever said that it's been messy for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think like they're both playing a game. So it's going to get even messier because they're both playing they're both getting messy. Yeah. Also, she has many home options. Like, she has a twin sister who is also rich. Like, And I do think she probably could could have moved out. Like, could have moved her shit out. I think, look, if I can move out of an apartment in, like, two hours on a Saturday morning, and, like, my dumb poor ass can do it, then her rich ass could definitely handle it yeah but she's probably like fuck him yeah exactly it's yeah it's obviously more fun to like fuck around and him coming on monday morning being like what is this why is there no couch why is the couch still here and she's like what you wanted me out on monday i don't think she talks like that but <laughs> <laughs> he did he definitely talks like when that accent but and it, so like to me divorce is an essential service yeah yeah, so they should have given her, that judge was fucking with her too. Oh yeah, but that, ju- that judge was like playing around. One thing people, uh, I think it was People Magazine, I think, said, you know, that um, he is like very French, like traditional French, and, mm-hmm. she, you know, he had a, like a problem with her working, right? right? Yeah, and he wanted her to kind of be like at home all the time, perhaps cooking salad niçoise. Yeah, and it's like... uh don't you know who you married? You married an Olsen who is a mogul. Like, she, yeah. Although she did say in an interview once, like she would uh, come home from work and like make him dinner, which I'm guessing was just like she threw a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of red wine on the table, and there you go. And then she threw dinner a phone. is served. She threw a phone with Uber Eats open, being like, "Okay, pick what you want." So the thing with um, Mary Kate. And Olivier, to me, that was always so crazy was they seemed sort of mismatched, but also very perfect for each other. So what I wanted to do, Michael, was I wanted to see if we could predict who Mary-Kate Olsen will move on to. Because Mary-Kate Olsen is the type of person who, like, she seems very, like, kind of 
a twin and a workaholic and stuff, but she dates all the time. So here is her dating history. So keep okay. this in mind when you make your choice. So okay. it includes, but it's not limited to, Henry Winkler's son, Max Winkler. I thought you were going to say Henry Winkler. I was going to be like... I wish. If she dated Henry How Winkler, did I miss like, that? Yeah. She's easily the best Olsen if she dated Henry Winkler. So, no. She dated his very hot son, Max Winkler. Okay. Um, she dated Jeffrey Katzenberg's son, David. She dated Stavros Niarchos, who... Nachos, yeah. Nachos, who then went on to date Paris Hilton. She was rumored to be dating Heath Ledger at the time of his death. And she dated um, Fiat Car Air Lap Elkan. Great name. Oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's very hot. And then she also dated like a bunch of art, New York art people. Yeah. And then she dated Olivier Sarkozy. So okay. who do you predict she will be with next? Okay. So Vulture did an article and they predicted that she was going to move on to Cara Delevingne. Really? Yeah, that's what they said, which I thought that kind of makes sense to me. But I think she's going to date nobody. I think she's never going to marry again. Okay. And she'll be holed up, you know, in her Manhattan townhouse where she'll wear a wedding dress all the time and scare children. So she's going to be Miss Havisham is what I'm saying. That's what's going to happen. Honestly, I think that might be the most uh, accurate prediction. What's your prediction? My prediction is... It's, you know, it's a real Hail Mary of a choice. But I think she's going to hook up with the Babadook. Um, so much like Mary-Kate, <laughs> he's also creepy looking. Isn't he the is... Babadook gay? Okay, hear me out. Just let me give you my reasons, okay? <laughs> yes, we Are you trying to convert the <laughs> Babadook? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, no, Bob. I do not believe in conversion therapy. Babadook, don't. <laughs> No, okay, well, listen, okay, let's say he is gay, okay. right? He's okay. straight He's straight for this purpose. But, okay, he's straight right now, yeah. And listen, until I hear it from him, I don't want anyone outing the Babadook. You're okay? right, you're right. It's yeah. his choice to come out when he wants yeah. to come out. Okay. Yeah. But again, for this purpose, he's straight. So he's Or bisexual, very, or yeah, he's bisexual. He could be bi, yeah. yeah, we don't know. I don't know him like that. So he's very old, which we know that he, she likes old guys. He's like 100, I think. He's okay, very perfect. rich. He, because he wears a top hat, yeah. which means he's rich. He's into fashion. He wears all black. He is also known for his iconic smile, much like Mary-Kate. Okay. So with that being said, if he is in fact straight or bi, then he is her perfect man. Yeah, that's a good one. Does, does he smoke? I mean, he's his teeth are pretty bad looking. He looks perfect. like he smokes. Yeah. Allison and I are not going to go over few stories real quick, starting with Rooney Mara. So Rooney Mara, who is 35, I thought she was in her 20s, mm-hmm. um, and Joaquin Phoenix, who is 45, have been, I thought he was like 105. <laughs> they have been together since 2016, and they got engaged in 2019. And now they're expecting a baby together because page six says that Rooney is six months pregnant. The kid will be both Rooney and Joaquin's first. Mm -hmm. So if this news had been announced in May of 2019 instead of May of 2020, my joke here would have been about how none of us could be prepared for the extremely weird name that they're going to give their baby. But we now live in a world where XAEA12 Musk exists. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dial tone, beep, beep, dial up signal. So I'm sorry, Joaquin and Rooney. 
doesn't matter what you name the baby it's it just can't compete no i pray that they i pray that they'll beat that baby's name someone has to yeah i it'll emojis or something but okay they're both hardcore vegans right so that baby is going to be a vegan from the get-go so if that baby if that baby that's in the womb now likes me it better hold on to that placenta for dear life when it comes out of her body and not let go because it's the only meat it'll ever be allowed to eat it can make jerky out of it wait can vegans eat placenta (sighs) oh we'll google it later We'll Google later. Yeah. So, okay. So here we go. Now we're talking about Kristen Cavallari of mm-hmm. fucking Gen. So, but Kristen Cavallari, as we've talked about on this podcast, is getting a divorce from Jake Cutler. And she announced that her reality show on E! called Very Cavallari is very done after three seasons. And she claims it was her decision. Girl, nobody was watching it. That's, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, for the people that were watching it and, like, really needed some updates on her dramatic personal life and relationships, luckily they will still have TMZ people, Us Weekly in Touch, E! News, The Blast, everywhere everywhere that we will learn about the developments in Kristen Cavallari's messy divorce from Jay Cutler. Sadly, but Allison, Mm -hmm. can we please follow E's lead and cancel Kristen Cavallari too? And never speak of her on this podcast again. No, it's too much all at once, Michael. <sighs> the people can't handle it. <laughs> Just one at a time. Just Cut to next show. week when we're like, welcome to an all Kristen Cavallari episode. <laughs> <laughs> today, today in Kristen's Instagram. So Lena Dunham, and I can hear everyone groaning, was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen and talked about the first time she did poppers. So poppers, if you don't know, um, they're the chemical alkyl nit- nitrates. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. And you sniff them to get high. And usually gay guys do it during sex because it gives you the hornies in an extra way. So Lena Dunham said this about doing poppers. The one time I did poppers because, you know, I love to surround myself with beautiful homosexuals. The one time I tried poppers in my early 20s, it led to me eating a whole cheesecake. I don't think that's what's supposed to happen. She would say, surround myself with beautiful homosexuals. I know. I was like, hmm, what? <laughs> you know what? Look, I I doubt that the poppers made her do it. Like, the only people who would end up eating a whole cheesecake after doing poppers are the Golden Girls. And to be fair, they don't need poppers to accomplish such a task. No, she just wanted to eat that cheesecake. Mm-hmm. But... Like I said, poppers make you horny, and Mm -hmm. for some, it turns them into, like, mega power bottoms, and they just want to get fucked over and over again. So I do believe that Lena Dunham ate that cheesecake whole, but I think she ate it with her butt. (laughs) Like, her butt just turned into, like, a little mouth and was like, yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Fuck me with that cheesecake. So... Richard Madden, he's that Scottish actor who's in the show Bodyguard, and he's hot. Um, He's 33. So he doesn't talk about his sexuality or his private life. So it was rumored that he was with 26-year-old twink actor Brandon Flynn, who is in 13 Reasons Why? Yes. Yeah. And they lived together as roommates in Los Angeles, but they had a falling out last year and are no longer roommates. Richard is now in quarantine with 22-year-old twink actor Froy Gutierrez, who is in the show Teen Wolf. 
They are reportedly living together in Amelia Clark's house in Venice, California, and that house rents for $25,000 a month only. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Here's the thing. I think that they're they're obviously just friends who are sharing a house. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing going on here mm-hmm. in this economy paying for the full $25,000 a month yourself? I don't think so. You would definitely need to go in on that with a friend. These yeah, are you know, they're, they're not working. They have yeah. to make that stimulus check stretch. But um, I never knew who this Freud was before this story came out. And now I hate him because while I'm spending my nights in quarantine eating an entire box of cookies while watching 90 Day Fiance, he's getting his butt cookie eaten by Daddy Dick in that Dragon Lady's beach house. So life is not fair. Allegedly. I think these are just two friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Two friends who are sharing a cheesecake. Finally, uh, writer Rich Jezwiak does a sex column for Slate, and recently a woman wrote him about a habit she has. So the woman, who's in her 50s, says that when her husband left her years ago, she started using illicit drugs, and she found it incredibly liberating, and it helped her discover things about herself and her sexuality. A few months ago, she met a dude she calls Boris— And Boris didn't seem into her drug and booze use, so she stopped. But she missed it because of the sexual liberation it gave her. So to get her fix of that feeling, she's she's been snorting his jizz, basically. So she writes, I keep Boris's ejaculate in my mouth, discreetly spit it into a kitchen glass. Then, usually the next morning, I use the dehydrator and spice grinder to dry and grind his semen into a fine powder. I later ingest the semen dust using a straw to snort it. So it makes her feel sexually free, and she loves doing it before sex. It's like snorting Larry King's cum. Come dust. So Rich talked to a urologist and a psychologist, and the urologist said that there's not much of a chance she'll catch an STD through it, but she should stop doing it. And he thinks the dry jizz is acting like a placebo, and it would be good for her to get past that need for that placebo. The psychologist thinks that maybe she's afraid of being judged by her partner for her kinks and thinks she should open up to Boris and explore her fantasies with him. Those are, yeah, those are all good advices. So, Michael, can you you help me um, set up a joke? Yes. All right. (laughs) Of course. Ask me, ask me, how's your head? How's your head, Allison? She would reply, I haven't had any complaints. Get it? Because there's sperm in her head, Michael. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Thank you. But after that, after that Lena Dunham story, this is a palate cleanser. (laughs) And I want to know this woman because just when I thought I've heard it all, I hear about what are we going to call it? Cock cane? Cum cane? <laughs> Cum cane, that's good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode. And before we go, we want to ask you to review and rate us if you haven't already. If you've got a question, if you've got a comment, um, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Allison. 
All the best, Michael. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Bye. All the best. <laughs>